This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome back. Welcome back to On the Block with Stricken Bob. I mean, Strick, as my partner Jake Bakovin, we're here on 93.7 The Ticket, The Ticket FM. You can find us on YouTube and all the streaming platforms that are out there to include Twitch and all the other ones. We're in the second hour of the show. We had a great show in the first hour, great talks with Evan Bland and just had some wonderful discussions about what we're trying to accomplish and Bill Moose and, and you know, Trev Albers and what they're doing at the program and how bad it is and how good it is and how good it wants to be. So we're going to take the second hour and we're going to talk about the Big Ten and the possible linkage between the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC, and how that would look, and if it would look good, and if it would be a good look for the Big Ten and the University of Nebraska. So, my partner, Bach, we kind of discussed it a little bit. We touched on it a little bit. You know, um, I really would like to understand a little bit more on how it can work, when it would work, what is the time frame on when it would possibly get started, because we all know that the schedules are something that has been put out for multiple years. And is it something that can be implemented within the next few years? Is it something that's about five to six years out? Because we know that the SEC is about to unite and create a super conference with uh, some of the additions of, of the top teams out of the Big 12. Um, you know, I don't know how that's going to bowl for the Big 12. I hear Cincinnati is trying to move over. There's a few of those teams that are trying to get involved and get in. Um, we know that the SEC, I'm sorry, the ACC has been kind of down with Florida State being down, Miami's being, you know, in, in you know some low years, Clemson not being a top tier as they've normally been and dominated in the past. Maybe they're looking to do something. Uh, we know that the Pac-12 lost every bowl game last season. They, I think they were 0-6 to include the Utah game in which um, there was a valiant comeback. They looked like they were going to pull it out against O-State, but the valiant comeback there, and they ended up losing all those games. They're trying to get in and trying to do something, and it's some money involved. There's some money out there, I'm sure, to be made, and the conferences are just trying to figure out a way in which to compete with the SEC. So what is your initial you know, mindset about how this could work, and do you think it is something that's that, that, can, that can kind of put the Big Ten into that super category of uh, of power conferences well i think if, if the the big 10 truly wants to compete with the sec i've said it before i think <clears> your additions <throat> you'd have to go out there and grab like notre dames and southern cows i mean that's how big that's why the landscape uh it, it, it was so ever-changing and it was so big that they that the sec grabbed oklahoma and texas those are big brand name schools but now you're kind of looking at you know kind of what do you what do you do from here uh, and it's all basically a waiting game, and these dominoes are going to have to start following. We heard um, from Steve Sipple that he's talked to an athletic director who, who mentioned that they were hesitant to um, to move past or, or, or go to expand the playoffs until they kind of figure out this NIL type of stuff. Uh, well, we just heard from, from uh, 
Evan Bland that, that the, the athletic directors are also hesitant to move to a eight-game format um, from a nine-game format as far as conferences go, uh, as far as the Big Ten goes, conference games, um, until they know whether the, the playoffs is expanded or not. So all this stuff is kind of cyclical, and some of the dominoes are going to have to start following before uh, we get into this thing. But uh, as far as the, the idea that Iowa AD uh, Gary Barta laid out is that the divisions would be gone. Um, so, you know, that's kind of a format that Nebraska's had since the Big 12 North and South um, started in 1996. Um, that would be uh, interesting. And then you'd, you'd kind of play um, three teams every year, and then the rest of the teams in the Big Ten you'd play on a rotational basis. Um, so it, it's, it's just fascinating. I think that um, for a lot of those schools, the, the math is going to have to work out where you're, you might miss a rivalry or two um, to play every year. And there are a lot of rivalries within the Big Ten. But for Nebraska, um, of course, there aren't that many. So you wonder if they'd be able to maintain their trophy games, which is considered their biggest rivalries with Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota um, as their kind of as the three teams that they would play. I think that that would make sense regionally. Um, I think as far as a competitive standpoint, it makes sense. Um, but then when you start looking at it, you know, it, you know, it, it's not just keeping those rivals together. It, it's, it's, the quality of competition has to kind of be fair across the board, right? If Michigan's playing Michigan State and Ohio State every year, you almost have to make their final one, you know, Rutgers or, or something like that, a lower-level program. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you kind of put everybody in their pods based on um, where they are right regions. now. Yeah, regions. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to work up e- or split up evenly. Um, and then you might have, you know, Northwestern, Illinois, and Purdue playing each other all the time, um, which – wouldn't be necessarily fair for the rest of the teams when you're looking at conference schedules and taking the two top teams in the end. Because I think that's ultimately the goal is there is an imbalance between the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West. Um, it's it was built that way. I've I've been saying it for you know since they made the decision to go away from legends and leaders. Uh, you can make fun of legends and leaders and the namesake and all that stuff for it as much as you want, but those divisions competitively um, were built. Um, a little bit better um, than this geographical split between East and West where the, the East has won every Big Ten championship game. And generally, when they're going into those championship game, the West team is generally, except for that one year with Iowa, not looking at a playoff spot to begin with. And the East is. I mean, that's what they're fighting for. So um, it, it's, it's just not built evenly right now. So I think that it would help that. Um, but it would be an adjustment, again, to... I mean, you're still playing conference teams, you know, same year in and year out. And then, like you mentioned, you'd get that one game with the ACC or the Pac-12 every year. So it's not that big of of a difference. It it wouldn't be, um, you know, changing college football too much as we know it. The schedules would play out pretty close. And I think it would help develop those rivals for every team um, that has, you know, is in those pods, right? Those three teams that you play every year that strengthens strengthens those rivalries for a little bit uh, until, of course, the next big change is made. I mean, you made you made a very good point with regard to the the dropping of the divisions. I think the divisions in themselves are are something that it's it's going to be difficult for those those bottom tier teams to kind of fight their way out. But I, I think it's just going to make and bolster the the conference and make it that much stronger from top to bottom. I think you you know you're gonna you you got to figure out a way to 
make it uh, interesting. And you don't want to be the one like you don't want to be the top team and has to always consistently be battling against. I, I can I can understand that part. You don't want to be like Ohio State and and that one clip, you know, of, of a Penn State clipping you off or a Michigan clipping you off. And, and, you know, just to have that that format of of a round robin, I, I kind of think it's it's interesting. I don't know how it would play out, but it's dropping the divisions in which it's it just you're right, man. Just seeing the dominance of the the East, just it just made it in some aspects kind of uninteresting when you get down to the bottom half of it, of, of the, you know, the conference and you're about to go into the Big Ten uh, championship game. So. I think it's going to create a little bit more interest, a little bit more, you know, eyes. Um, you know, you've got to you've got to look at it and and weigh it out, and in your scheduling too. I mean, you've got to make sure that you 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 bolster a strong enough schedule in order to put yourself in a position that if you are able to knock it off and 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 put in that work. So, how are they going to schedule the strength of what if you have a tie, right? So those are the things I'm going to be interested in seeing. Okay, you don't have it, but you're you're a top two team, but you have three teams or or so that have you know the same type of records, ten and two in conference. Or I'm sorry, if you're playing eight games, you're eight. You know, you have three teams that have an eight and one or eight and you know two record, right? How do you determine who's going to be the one? I know you've got the matchup situations, but do you have a point scale? Do you have, you know, strength of schedule that can similar to what it is in in, in the top 25? I, I don't know how it's going to look, but those are, I'm sure, the things that they're trying to figure out and weigh out to to, to determine how they're going to make it work. And But I think it's an interesting, you know, thing when you're looking at what the ACC is doing down there and how good teams like Ole Miss are, are, are getting and, you know, teams that are still good in like Arkansas – even though they're they're not the top tier, you know what I'm saying? And then the roller coaster rides of the LSUs and, you know, then the Florida's up and down. And then, you know, so I, I think it could be pretty cool, man. I really do. Well, and it's, it's, it's very interesting to see kind of, you know, because all this stuff again does play to to play together. Um, the round robin thing, like you said, it's it's it, it would be interesting. We've seen the Big Twelve kind of have a problem with this, um, kind of figuring out who who does get into the championship games at time. It was, it was kind of that scenario yeah. coming down to the final weekend in Bedlam. If games have gone the right way, that Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma would always have, would all have the same record, and then you got to put two of them in the championship game. They'd all have beaten each other, so you got to got to drop down to the point differential. And uh, there was even some complaints. There at the end of uh, what was that the Baylor Oklahoma State game maybe or I think it was the Baylor Oklahoma game um, where Baylor kicked an extra field goal when they didn't necessarily need to and and Dave Aranda defended saying hey with the, yeah, if this comes down to point differential then those extra any extra points are going to matter so um, you know I think that kind of gets in a silly world so you so with the round robin that is something to consider and something that you'd have to figure out but I think ultimately you would get finally to the idea of getting the two best teams in the conference championship game. And I think that's overall the best idea or the idea, I guess, that they're, they're trying to follow. But you wonder if that even is a great idea in the long term, right? Because um, like a great example would be this past year. If Michigan beats Ohio State on rivalry weekend, 
and then both of them play in the Big Ten championship game. What does that victory mean, first of all? And then if Ohio State beats Michigan in the second go-around, both of them are a little – They don't get in. Neither of them get to the playoffs, and the Big Ten doesn't get any money. So I think think sometimes it's kind of be careful what you wish for there. And then I think we have to do everything we can – um, to try to avoid rematches. And, you know, we've, we're seeing in the, them, obviously, from the SEC um, in the SEC championship game to the to the college football championship game. Um, I think with the round-robin idea, you're going to see more of that as well in the Big Ten. We see it in the Big 12. Um, and, and it can happen, obviously, with the scheduling the way it is now. But I just don't know if I want to see that. And then, ultimately, if you do expand the playoffs, then you're in danger of playing three times a year, right? I mean, you yeah, play and that, a regular season Yeah, that's the crazy thing game. about yeah. it, right? Yeah. And I don't know if you, you know, want to get Even with the SEC that. right now, I mean, you know, every now and then, but even though they're in opposite sides of the conference, but every now and then, Georgia and, and Alabama match up. Okay, boom, boom, boom. We pan out. Boom, we match up again. So they are also at risk of clipping one another out of the, the championship picture. I mean, it has worked out in the past, but there are some, you know, been some times where they could have clipped both of them out, which would have been a travesty because they were definitely the best teams at those particular times, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so it's a, it's a, it's something that every conference has to go with. I do think either way. I, I'm I'm glad. I don't know if this is the if this is the ultimately what they need to come down to. I know they're they're pretty um, on board with going toward the eight eight, eight conference games. Um, if it's not nine, if they're going to make a change, obviously it would just go down to eight. Um, and that's something that's kind of had some movement for years. Um, but you, you know, this is just kind of the beginning of an idea. Maybe there are some other ideas out there. Maybe you could keep divisions, just change the division. Once again, um, maybe back to the old format that you have. Not so uh, geographically based, but more competitively based. Uh, that can be hard to do from year to year, right? Especially with a 3-9 and nine Nebraska team um, that has a positive point differential. You know, sometimes um, that could be pretty difficult to do program-wise. But overall, again, I, I go back to the fact that the legend and leaders um, was much more, you know, separated competitively much more better. And I think they could do something like that uh, again um, so it, it's it's just fascinating to see those type of things. And then I did want to get to the response on the text line. Hunt of Lincoln uh, Hotline, Sarder Hammond, text line 4246456855. Um, uh, we asked, uh, which three teams would you like Nebraska to play? Because with this idea, they would have three permanent crossover rivalries that they play. And I guess it's not crossover because they're not going. To, there's no division, so there's no crossover. But three permanent rivalries that would they would play year in and year out. Um, a lot of the idea has been Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Those are Nebraska's rivalry games right now. That's what Scott says on the text line. Uh, another uh, vote comes in for Iowa, Wisconsin, and Illinois, maybe to, to make it a little bit of a softer schedule. Illinois right now, not the program that Minnesota is. But, again, who knows how that plays out in the long run. Um, and Bo Lever says no way, no a new way for Nebraska to have a crap schedule. I don't know if he's saying a bad schedule or, or a good schedule because it's kind of like last year was an incredibly difficult schedule, very, very enticing if you're talking about home games, right? I mean, uh, you get to see Ohio State and Michigan and, and, and those teams uh, come into Memorial Stadium. And then next year you get to see Oklahoma come in. So um, I, I think the ske- I don't think the scheduling has been awful. I think for years it's been it's just been the problem that Nebraska, for one, has been placed in inferior divisions in the West and in the Big 12 North going back in those days. But part of that, too, was the expectation that Nebraska would hold their weight within those divisions. They're supposed to be the number one or 
or two team in those divisions. And when they fall back to third, fourth, now in the Big Ten West um, to seventh, you know, sixth or seventh, um, that's Nebraska not doing their end of the deal. So you can complain about not not being able to play uh, against the top level competition. But if you don't present yourself as a top level competitor, um, then, you know, you, you've got uh, problems within your own house before complaining about the schedule. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. I mean, there's nothing really I can, <laughs> I can speak <laughs> on with that. I mean, yeah. that's, that, that just pretty much blandly states the whole case right there. And so you're absolutely right about it. Um, it's one to keep our eyes on. It's one to watch how it develops. It's one that, I'm sure they're not in a hurry, but it looks like they want to make it happen. It looks like that's something that they really want to solidify and come up with terms. And it seems like uh, when I looked and, and, and did some research and talking and looking at it, a lot of the ADs, a lot of them, you know, the 41 teams, I mean, they, they're pretty much with it, you know, they're with it. So it's not like, I don't think it's going to fall by the wayside or be thrown out, you know, with the trash. I think it's something that, could happen and it could happen fairly quickly so we'll see uh coming back after this at the 525 hour we'll have a discussion about the mask marauders the huskers will be playing basketball in mass due to the covid situation we'll come up and kind of determine what our mask marauders are the best ones of all time we want you to text us on the solder Heyman text line at 402-464-5685 or on the honda lincoln hotline call in we want your discussions. We want to hear from you as well as to who your best mass marauder of all time is. We'll hear when we come back after this. 